Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. This is Tim Staples of Catholic Answers. I'm excited to let you know that I also teach high school apologetics for homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. There are also recorded independent learning courses at homeschoolconnections.com. Whether you take apologetics with me, literature with Joseph Pierce, or philosophy with Bill Donahue, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, it's a great way to get Catholic learning for your family. Hello and welcome to Real Living. This is Lavinia Spirito with Mary Lou Nemechek. And we are changing gears today. We are actually shifting to a conversation that I've been wanting to have for a long time with my friend Mary Lou, but also with you all out there. And I would love to hear your insights, um, you know, thoughts, um, input, whatever, on this topic. And the topic is... One that um, if you're really young, you don't really care about. But if you're getting older, you probably may care about it <laughs> or you may <laughs> not want to think about it. And that is the topic of aging. Aging. Um, now, you know, even if you're 12 right now, tomorrow you're going to be a day older. Right. And in it, if you're 25 today, tomorrow you're going to be a day older. And at 65, 75, 85 tomorrow, you're going to be a day older if God gives us the grace to be here. Because we don't know. I mean, you know, I think in a certain way, the way I'm trying to approach aging is it's a gift. It's what God allows some of us to experience. And you know, you know as well as I do. I've had several friends drop dead this year, like die, and you've had you've lost your husband. I mean, you know how it is. It's it's those people are never going to age any more second longer, right? right? And so those of us left here have, in a certain way, been planned by God to inhabit the space and the age that we're in. Isn't that an interesting thought? That God, nothing takes God by surprise. You know, sometimes I look at myself in the mirror. And I'm like, how the heck did that happen? You know, <laughs> that I look, I'm looking, I'm not looking my best, you know. Um, and we live in, especially in a, in a society that idolizes age, right? I mean, it idolizes youth. It youth, idolizes, right. um, you have to be younger. I mean, we see, we have it in front of us in, in, uh, in Hollywood in entertainment and, you know, actresses that are 35 or over the hill, that kind of thing. Um, there's always a search for the next young thing. Um, but really, and we see that of course in the women's magazines and in fashion and all that stuff. I don't know about you, but <laughs> I will never forget, you know, turning 40, turning 50, and then eventually turning 60 and the the women's magazines give up on you after you turn 50. You know, they say what to do to your eyes at 20, what to do to your face at 30, what to do. If I, and then after 50, they don't care. It's like you drop off into the abyss. You know, there's nothing. You know, 
you know how your iPhone knows everything about you. You know, if you're on Facebook or you're scrolling someplace, all these ads will come up for anti-aging makeup right. and, you know, footwear or yeah. uh, medical procedures. I mean, it's unbelievable how your phone um, tries to um, entrap you in all of this stuff. I know. And even like the like the fitness function on my iPhone is um it insists but that because I'm the age I am, I need to have a certain kind of heart rate and I need to have and I, I'm constantly lying to my iPhone like I lied <laughs> to my Fitbit before it. And I'm telling it I'm 10 or 15 years younger. So it will allow me to get my heart rate up. And so, you know, what I'm saying it's like these preconceived notions. You know, that is very true because my daughter-in-law, Jenny, um, sent in to uh, one of those my DNA or whatever, one of those things. And it came back and, and told her that, that for her, um, what they could determine that she was much younger than her current age. Now Mm -hmm. she's a runner and everything. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I'm still trying to figure out how your DNA would be able to show that. But it was interesting because it had her, you know, at least 10 years younger than, than what she is. Mm-hmm. So well, I, it's kind of interesting. Tests, there are tests you can take, like you know, silly tests you can take in magazines about if you do this, take to what to do five years off your life. But if you smoke, add five years to your life. You know, like what is your effective age, regardless of your chronological age? And I have to. It's kind of tragic comic in a certain way, tragic and comic because my friend who was all about. This will take five years off your life and this will add five years. And she was constantly torturing me about, you know, this or that, the other and how to reduce her age. She died. <laughs> One of my dearest and best friends died of, you know, something unrelated. And it didn't really matter, you know, how old she was um, in terms of having taken things off or added on because of lifestyle. So what I'm not saying, let's not take care of ourselves because I'm the first one to say, you know, we should get out there. We should work out. We should eat properly. We should get enough sleep. I mean, there's all that stuff, right? We should stay connected, but you know, all guys, this is not a show about, um, self-help. Okay. This is not a, you know, take, you know, use this cream and, and eat this stuff and, and feel better. Although that's always nice. This is what is God's plan for us as we go through um, the aging process, because God always has a plan for us. And and the plan is a perfect plan. And we need to, in a certain sense, be less attuned to what the world says about aging. The world says that when you age, you're irrelevant, you're fading away, you you are less important, uh, you are less relevant, you are less, you are just less, you know, you're diminishing. But really, that's our culture, because in some other cultures, for instance, in China and Japan and places like that, um, aging and and the, the wisdom of age is actually respected as it used to be here in this Western culture, right? That the wisdom of age, the, the wisdom that we fought so hard for would be something that society respected and that you accord respect to elders, you know, I remember even growing up in Italy, just the fact of being on a bus and having an older person come, I would cause I would I wouldn't think not to pop out of my seat and offer my seat to somebody who looked like they were older, etc. You know, I mean, it's just basic courtesy. I haven't seen that here. 
And it's out of respect. Yes. It's not, but I had you it's seen not that? because they're technically feeble. It's respect. Well, it's respect for age, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, hey, guys, give up your seat. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is, as Christians, we owe it to ourselves to live in the kingdom of God, to live by kingdom rules. And oftentimes the kingdom rules are not the same as the world rules. And so even the area of aging, we need to surrender to the Lord and see what it is, what is his plan for us? Because as long as we are here on this earth, God has a plan for us and he has a use for us and he wants us to flourish and to be all that we can possibly be even within the confines of an aging body. What do you think, Mary Lou? Oh, I, I totally agree with that. And it's, um, you know, and I see this with, with people that I know who have perhaps a spouse that has needs. It could be dementia or something like that. And the care that they provide to their spouses, you know, it's, it's really, a you know, it's a lovely thing to see as hard as it is. But the devotion that sometimes comes out as we age to others that may need assistance, mm-hmm. um, you know, there are graces there. There's, you know, there's humility there. There's patience. There's all sorts of things that that um, you can exhibit and that God's plan was for you to help someone. You know, it's it's a it's all a blessing. And and we truly don't know, you know, when we're going to take our last breath. We don't. And so, you know, we always have to be prepared. And I, I think part of that is, is being respectful to the bodies that God gave us. Mm-hmm. Being good stewards yes. of the body that God gave us and of the spirit that God gave us. I found this uh, passage of scripture in Second uh, Corinthians 4, verse 16. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed every day. Isn't that cool? It's like our outer parts are wearing away, and God knows I I can attest to that. But our inner nature is being renewed. Our spirit, our soul is being renewed every day. Verse 17, for this slight momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison because we look not to the things that are seen but to the things that are unseen for the things that are seen are transient but the things that are unseen are eternal that that really says it all because yes we are i mean you know we can't pretend like you know part various parts of our bodies might be wearing out after a few decades on this earth. And that's, you know, you hear those statistics, you know, after 35, you start losing muscle mass unless you blah, blah, blah. And after 40, this happens. And it's all this horror show stuff, you know, and you go, "Ah!" and so, but what's the option? You know, we all should pray that we get to after 40, (laughs) that we get to after 50, that we get to after 60, that we get to after, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's like there was a movie, um, Growing up in Italy, there was a, a very a, a, a movie that came out, and uh, the premise of the movie was, and this was I was in my teens, uh, we went to see it, and it was two famous actors, and they were acting out this story that they lived in a society where everybody was young and beautiful, and at 50, they all had a goodbye and a going away party, and then they were killed. 
you know, oh my. terminated at 50. And it gave the whole, you know, scenario of these gorgeous people around a pool having a goodbye party for this couple. And the couple that had bought into this whole thing up until now is saying, now, wait a minute. I'm still young. I'm still valid. I can still contribute. Why? You know, and it was it was kind of more of a comedy. But I, it never always stuck with me because it was that idea that somehow uh, we live in a society that wants to dispose of those who are not perceived as contributing, you know, or as being to contribute as much as they did before. You know, of course, what is contributing? You know, we can contribute um, to the well-being of those around us by being kind to them, by praying with them, by being available to them, by serving them just as much as we can by earning an income. So really, the idea of what is useful is is kind of a slippery concept, right? It is. But and that's what is that usefulness idea? It's that utilitarian idea. Somehow that sometimes you have those people who, oh, if I ever get in a coma and I'm ever in this kind of state, then you just kill me because I'll be a burden on my grandchildren or I'll be a burden on society and whatever. But that is the opposite of what society of what the Lord says. The Lord says every soul is precious and every soul is made in the in the likeness and image of God. And as such as has dignity and it shouldn't be that we put, you know, that we promote these euthanasia laws, that somehow it's mercy to terminate somebody because they are ill or they're suffering or whatever. You know, it's that, that idea that somehow we always have to uh, escape from suffering no matter what. But sadly, in our culture, that is being promoted. Mm hmm. And, um, you know, if, if the unborn, you know, are expendable, so are those that are towards the end of their life that society doesn't think that they benefit um, society for any reason, that they're just a burden. And that's a very scary thing because, you know, our bodies are, are made in the image and likeness of God. We, we can't just do what we think we, we want to do to them. They're, they're, they're holy. They're they're vessels of the Holy Spirit. That's right. They're they're the temples of the Holy Spirit. So really, um, there's there's some things that we need to do. I think that I just wanted to lay this preliminary um, ideas down that uh, age is not a surprise or should not be a surprise, although it always is for me anyway. Um, or the I should say the effects of age. You know how it is. When you're 12, you can't wait to be 20. Right. And when right. you're 20, you, you're OK. You might want to be 25. But then when you're 25, you're like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to be 30. Right. And then when you're 30, oh, my goodness, 40. And then at 50, it's like I might as well just die now. You know, <laughs> the thoughts of a young person. Right. Right. But then when you get through those ages, you realize that there is grace and there is wisdom for the age. You just have to grasp it and you have to like not keep um, trying to be or to act as if you were a younger age. Now, that's not to say that we should all act old because the whole idea is to age with grace without giving in to the whole concept of what being old means, right? So especially the pejorative terms. I'll, I'll never forget my precious mother who lived to be 85, um, but came from a long line of long of long-lived women, you know, her mother died in her 90s, her grandmother died, in her, but she um, she always would say, she did, she was not kind to her body, let's put it that way. She smoked, she drank, she was not, she had lung cancer as a, twice as a result of smoking. 
Um, she, she, she self-medicated. I mean, there were some lessons that I've taken from my mother as kind and as gentle and as wonderful as she was. She kind of drank the Kool-Aid of, you know, I'm old, therefore now, now what? You know, that kind of thing. And she would tell people, it takes a strong woman to get old, to grow old. And I'm like, you know what? It takes a strong woman to be 30 and it takes a strong woman to be 40. And we just have a different sense of challenges as you get older. Yeah, you can no longer jump off. My mother was was well known in her teens for acrobatic horseback riding. She could like, you know, stand on a saddle of a horse and jump around and, you know, and, and do all that stuff. That, that's great. But the fact that you can't do that anymore does not make you any less. It does not make you any less of a person. It just, what is it that you can do now that you couldn't do before? That should be, I think, what we should do. How do we approach life with more serenity, with more wisdom, with more knowledge, right? Right. Well, yeah. we want to feel valued. What exactly? What is the? But you know what? Even if the society around us doesn't feel valued, we should be in touch with the Lord enough to know that he values us. Amen. And to know that we are his precious daughter and his precious son, right? And that uh, nothing that he creates is disposable. So he didn't make us throw away like, you know, we use paper cups and paper napkins and we use them once and then we throw them away. God did not create us to be so that we would be throw, throw awayable, right? After a certain age, he meant for us to be gloriously relevant and 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 members of of society and of his kingdom even as we age you know i realize that in this conversation we're we're kind of pushing back on the social paradigm of our time right especially in the west about how everybody needs to be young and you know there's certain things if i knew now like you know my mother it's another thing she used to say if i knew if i knew then what i knew now you know but that's right. the thing god gives us the young bodies but the minds that need to mature and when the minds have matured the bodies aren't what they used to be but you know there's a wisdom in that plan there's a wisdom in that plan right right you know because god is perfect and none of his plans are imperfect. And so the whole idea of aging, I mean, look at the what it says in the Bible, you know, it might be exaggerated numbers meant to uh, portray dynasties or certain realities before the flood. But look at all the patriarchs, right? Noah and uh, all the grandparents of Noah, Methuselah and all those guys who lived, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years. Now, they may not have lived hundreds of literal years. It may represent dynasties and families and clans. But it, the, the point is that at, at a certain point in our past history, we did have longer lives, you know, we or it was perceived to be a longer life. Right. But in a certain sense, the age span has expanded. Look at what it says in Psalm. I think it's Psalm 90 where uh, it's like the, the psalmist, and which is attributed to Moses, by the way, which I thought was interesting. And the psalmist very clearly uh, kind of gives you the paradigm of what to expect. And this was written, you know, in the, what, 9th century BC, 10th century BC. Um, it says, um, let me see. Yeah, for all our days pass away. This is Psalm 90, verse 10. The years of our life are threescore and ten, or even by reason of strength, four score. Yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone and we fly away. That's the, the psalm is telling us not to get too big for our britches because God 
uh, has made us, has given us an expiration date. And the psalmist, even back then, says it's 70 years or 80 if you're lucky, you know. And, and today we have people living well into their 90s. And even I have a friend of my mother who's having a 100th birthday this summer, you know. So, and that's not quite as unusual as it used to be when I was growing up. You heard about somebody who was 90. They were like, you know, oh my gosh, hold the phone. They're like ancient. But now it's like we have this, you know, you hear the whole thing about how 60s is a new 40, right? And 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 50 and 70s a new 50. And they, they keep trying to go backwards. And it's true. We have better nutrition. We have better ideas. But the idea is that what is life for? It's a dress rehearsal. It's a preparation for real life. And let's leave that thought with you all as we wrap up the show today and we'll kind of unpack a little bit more about how to age with grace in our next show. Thank you for joining us. This episode is brought to you by Hallow, the number one Catholic app. Hallow has 1,000 audio-guided prayers and meditations for you to deepen your relationship with God. To listen to all of the Hallow meditations for free for 30 days, head to hallow.com slash breadbox.